Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Catherine Reflections. My name is Catherine Baldwin. Before we get started, I want to say a big thank you to everybody for seven likes. I mean, seven seven plays on my recent episode. I have to say that's pretty amazing. Seven plays so far. Thank you guys for the publicity. Uh, I absolutely love the fact that it's getting all this attention for the the right reasons, I do hope. So as always, thank you so much. And the biggest platform, I'm going to say, is Spotify. Spotify is getting a lot of hits. So thank you to the listeners on Spotify. You guys are great. So usually I do third you know the day the next day's readings but tonight i feel like we're gonna skip over those days readings and we're gonna just do today's readings wednesday's readings so let's go ahead and start wednesday after epiphany beloved if god so loved us we also must love one another no one has ever seen god yet if we love one another god remains in us and his love is brought to perfection in us This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us, that he has given us of his spirit. Moreover, we have seen and testify that the Father sent his Son as Savior of the world. Whoever acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in him and he in God. We have come to know and to believe in the love God has for us. God is love, and whoever remains in love remains in God and God in him. In this is love brought to perfection among us, that we have confidence on the day of judgment, because as he is, so we are in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment, and so one who fears is not yet perfect in love. Responsorial Psalm today. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. O God, with your judgment endow the king. And with your justice, the king's son, he shall govern your people with justice and your afflicted ones with judgment. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. The kings of Tarshish and the isles shall offer gifts and the kings of Arabia and Sebia shall all shall bring tribute. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you for he has for he shall rescue the poor when he cries out and the afflicted when he has no one to help him. He shall have pity for the lowly and the poor. The lives of the poor he shall save. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. Alleluia! Alleluia! Glory to you, O Christ, proclaimed to the Gentiles. Glory to you, O Christ, believed in throughout the world. Alleluia! Alleluia! Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. After the 5,000 had eaten and were satisfied, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and preceded him to the other side toward Bethesda while he dismissed the crowd. And when he had taken leave of them, he went off to the mountain to pray. When it was evening, the the boat was far out on the sea and he was alone on shore. Then he saw they were tossed about while rowing, for the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out. They had all seen him and were terrified, but at once he spoke with them. Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. He got into the boat with them and the wind tied down. 
They were completely astounded. They had not understood the incident of the loaves. On the contrary, their hearts were hardened. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So you can probably guess where I'm going to go with this today. Talking about hardened hearts and the, the, the lovely fact that the first reading from 1 John ties in beautifully with this gospel. And the reason that I want to talk about this is because it's something that we've all faced in our lives. And this isn't going to be a condemning sermon. At least not all of it, I should say. But I am going to talk about some hard-hitting stuff in this sermon because I think it's important. These are things that need to be addressed. And the big one is lack of faith. You see, the disciples in today's gospel are hardened. They don't believe anything that Christ says. They don't believe that he is who he says he is. There's disbelief among the among the disciples. And we don't know if all 12 were there, just as the disciples, so we don't know if they're all there or not. But read that last, that last sentence of the gospel. On the contrary, their hearts were hardened. What's interesting about this is Mark doesn't paint a cheery picture in this gospel reading. He doesn't paint the picture that, oh, they were so excited because of, you know, they see Christ and they have all this faith. He doesn't paint that picture like a lot of people would expect St. Mark to write. On the contrary, it's quite a bleak picture. Their hearts were hardened. They didn't want anything to do with believing in this Christ. And it, this was a problem throughout his ministry, was dealing with their hardened hearts. And you look at the first reading, how beautifully the first reading correlates with today's gospel. Because the fact of the matter is, if we don't have faith, if we don't have love, then our hearts are going to be just like the disciples. They're going to be hardened. If we don't have love of God, if we don't have love of neighbor, our hearts are going to be like the disciples, very hardened and stiff as a rock. And I'm titling this Hardness of Heart, Rejecting and Denying God. That's what the title of this sermon is, because that's exactly what you do. When you have a hardened heart, you cut off God completely. You say, I don't want any part of him. I don't want to do, I don't want anything to do with him. He's not my God. You are totally disacknowledging who he is and what he does. Do we want to be like that? Some of us would say no. A lot of us that have faith, that say that we have faith, we say we don't want to be that way. But why are we like that? It's a conscious decision. It is a conscious decision to say, I am going to reject God. I'm going to reject his promises. I'm going to reject everything that Christ stands for. Because I don't want anything to do with him. That's pretty much what that says. When you have a hardened heart, when you have that lack of faith, you're pretty much saying, I don't want anything to do with him. 
I refuse to have anything to do with him. And that can be for a lot of reasons. We can talk about popular culture. We can talk about the world we live in. We can talk about our upbringing. But at the end of the day, it is a conscious decision to ignore and reject God. And to reject the one he sent. It is a conscious decision. Some people say, oh, it has to do with devil. No, no, no. That aids in it. If you have a weak enough faith, then yes, the devil can lure you in. But at the end of the day, it is a conscious and free decision to reject God. And unfortunately, we all have done it. But the difference between we all have done it and those who still do it now is a conscious continually continual rejection of God. A a continuing rejection of his promises, a continuing rejection of the one he sent. And that's what we're seeing here in today's gospel. Like I said, Saint Mark doesn't paint a very rosy picture of that uh walking on water. I think uh Luke does. Mark Saint Mark doesn't do that. In this system, St. Saint Mark is very straight to the point. He says, on the contrary, their hearts were hardened. They didn't have room for the love of God. They didn't have room for the one that he sent. And it's unfortunate. And do you know why it's unfortunate? It's unfortunate because we are like that as well. We do not have room in our hearts for him. But we have room for other things. We have room for what society says that we should have room for. We have room for what modern culture says we should have room for. But the thing that matters the most to our salvation, we say, oh, I don't want any part of that. But I'll gladly take whatever the world offers. Because what the world offers is so much better. My heart isn't hardened to that. But it's hardened to the one thing that matters. That's exactly what you're saying to God. And that's fine. That's fine if you want to be that way. But then don't be like the lamb and the goat. Say, Lord, Lord, Lord. He's like, I don't know you get away from me. At the end of time... Don't expect him to be merciful to you when you have rejected him and you have accepted the world. That you have accepted the world and all its evilness, all its worthlessness. We need to have a a reset, in my opinion. We need to have a reset on what really matters. And it re- and it needs to happen, especially with our young people. I've talked about this, that young people should be taught the way they are to go. And they will never stray if they are led correctly. Young people are not growing up in church. It doesn't matter what church. They're not growing up in church. They're growing up in the church of the world. 
They're growing up in the church and society where abortion is okay, gay marriage is okay, disrespecting people is okay, not having religious freedom is okay, expecting everybody to conform to what you want is okay. Being transgender is okay. It, the world is preaching this gospel of destruction to our young people. And unfortunately, the parents of these young people are supporting it. That is setting up your children for rejecting God later in life. If they haven't done so already. If you don't want your children to have salvation, then set them up for their hardness of heart. Set them up for failure. Because that's exactly what you are doing as a parent. And that's exactly what society is doing to everyone who rejects God. That is exactly what society is doing. Society is corrupting the hearts of people and making them hardened before God. And we are consciously accepting that. Why? Why are we consciously accepting that hardness of heart? Why is that? That's a question that may never be answered. And if that's the case, that's perfectly fine. But it begs the other question of what do we do about it? What do we do about this hardness of heart? Because, yeah, I've talked about how terrible it is. And I've talked about how the disciples are dealt with it. And we deal with it. But what do we do about it? What do we do about our hardness of heart. Well, we need to be more open to God and to what He into who He says He is. We need to be more open to Christ and who He says He is and what He says He can do in our lives. Because He can do miraculous things if you just let Him. We also need to be more mindful of the fact that He will keep His promises. God always keeps His promises even if they don't make sense to us right now. I think in closing, I simply want to say that we are in a battle right now. We're in a battle because the world wants to take us away from the salvation that we long for. That our hearts long for. But when the world creeps in and takes hold of our souls and corrupts them and hardens them and makes them impenetrable to the love of God, then we have a problem. It's a battle that we are fighting every day of our lives. And we will always fight it because we are prone to sin. We need the grace of God to help us as faithful Christians, as faithful Catholics, to withstand that. To withstand 
that hurt that we deal with every day. Like I said, it is a battle. And it is one we will always struggle with. But if we have the determination to conquer it, we can with the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there for it is a guide on our journey of faith, on our journey to God in heaven. Let's end in prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, help our hearts to always be open to your words, to your words of comfort, to your words of love, to your words of hope. May we never forget who you are. May our hearts grow restless until they rest in you. May our souls find rest in you. May our bodies find rest in you. May we never, ever forget that you are on our side, Lord. You're on our side that we may win the battle because we have put on your armor, which is of Christ. As this through Christ, your Lord, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As always, first of all, big thank you to everybody who's listening. I have absolutely been amazed at the response that I have received this week with this last episode seven plays thank you like i said the first podcast the first episode that reaches a hundred plays i will do a- another episode on that topic and also once we reach a, uh, a thousand plays uh, a thousand total plays i'll do something special for that too i haven't decided what yet but i'll do something special for that also uh, my Facebook page is getting a lot of notice, so thank you. I will start posting on that normally once I have time. I'm starting a new job here, so things have been a little crazy. But as always, thank you guys for listening. You guys are absolutely wonderful. I love each and every one of you. I, you're just so special to me, and I don't know how I would do this if I didn't have people listening. So thank you from the bottom of my heart to each and every one of you. Know that you're in my prayers. And I love each and every one of you guys. You're fantastic. As always, three different ways to get a hold of me. First of all, the Anchor app, if you have it. I would love a voicemail. I would love to to get some feedback. If you have Spotify and you want to leave me a comment, the best way to contact me is by email. Go to c.sobey2394 at yahoo.com or c.baldwin, my married name, Baldwin, B-A-L-D-W-I-N, 1516 at gmail.com or if you have Facebook, my Facebook page, Catholic Reflections, what the mass readings mean for us today. As always, you guys are absolutely phenomenal. I The outpouring of reaction for this endeavor that I have done since August has been absolutely phenomenal. And those of you, a special thank you to those of you listening on Spotify. Uh, Love that. I think I might be on Apple now. I do not know. But I'm constantly being put on other platforms. It's constantly, constantly happening. So if you want to listen to me on another platform, but it's not there, stay tuned. It may. So as always, thank you guys so much for all the love 
all the support and just listening to me rant, I guess. I don't know. But anyways, thank you guys, and I will see you tomorrow night. Good night, and God bless you. My name is Catherine Baldwin, and this is Catholic Reflections.